Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook. Today, I'm joined by Justin Wells. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications so you never miss any On Texas Football content. And make sure you check out InsideTexas.com. You can get access until August 31st for just $29.99. That gets you spring practices. We're halfway through with those. A spring game, recruiting, official visit season, more basketball recruiting and portal info, all the rest, all the way up until the season starts. And Justin, we're halfway done with spring practice. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian is going to be available uh, a little bit after we're done recording this conversation on Thursday morning. Uh, but, you know, so far after I think this will be eight, uh, what are some of the biggest takeaways that you have from Texas Longhorn spring practice? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's a number of things. Uh, I like how they're cross-training on the offensive line. I like how Quinn Ewers has kind of embedded himself as as the leader, and he's trying to become that guy to take over Bijan and Rashawn's role. Um, I like how the young receivers are that come in are coming along. I like how that receiver room is so much – it feels like it's, it, it's different. Even though there's only a few new faces, it feels like there's a, an influx of talent in, in that place, A.D. Mitchell coming along like he is. And then on the defensive side, you've got a veteran linebacker, Jalen Ford, bringing along two really good young linebackers in Anthony Hill and Leon LaFowle. I love how that's kind of coming apart, coming uh, coming to fruition. And then the, the DBs, you know, you've got Jaron Thompson back there. Bug is basically on call most of the time. You got Michael Taft uh, doing 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 different things. And then you got the corners. Ryan Watts, you know, we had a source tell us looks – like an NFL uh, prospect. It's just this big, long kid playing at the corner. And so I think the biggest thing is you've got a team in a roster that's full of Steve Sarkeesian kids. You've got a team that's full of the, of the – it's basically the product of, of continuity with the staff. And, and I think the more Chris Jackson has gotten uh, closer to these guys, the more that this football staff feels like a whole. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned wide receivers. That's not a position I have any real concern about. And granted, this was last year we were kind of thinking the same thing. Injury derailed that. We hope that doesn't happen again. But you look at the top six, each at the the three positions, and you're you're pretty happy with what you have there. Uh, Casey Kane and A.D. Mitchell, you know, those two guys are going at it on the boundary. Uh, Jordan Whittington, obviously, and then DeAndre Moore right behind him in the slot. And then Xavier Worthy and uh, Jonte Cook, two really talented guys there at the field receiver spot. So um, it, you you like what you have at that position and, and seeing those guys compete. And again, like you said, the, the leadership aspect from Quinn Ewers uh, making the job his. Um, I know Steve Sarkeesian probably won't want to announce it until the summer. Uh, it, but I mean, we're, we're not really treating this as a battle. And if we were, well, we'd have a lot more Adam Schefter headlines, wouldn't we? Um, one thing that I think we need to note and something I'll probably ask Steve Sarkeesian about today is the edge position. Um, and every time he gets asked about it, he's like, hey, give me a little time. Give me some more practices to, to see some information. And, and that specifically, uh, the buck position, but it seems like, um, with Justice Finkley and a host of other guys, maybe Ethan Burke, uh, maybe even Jamon Tapp and all those guys are getting a little bit of work at both sides all behind Baron Sorrell at Jack, but it seems like uh, a, a question that Texas had going into the spring, they're finding uh, some answers or some potential options 
uh, as these practices are going on um, at the the weak side edge in both edge positions. That's the position in defense that if if you if you're looking for a cause for concern, you good now. If you're looking for a cause for concern, that's that's kind of where, where where your eyes go. Last year, they were one of the best teams in the country at getting pressure on the quarterback. They weren't one of the best at actually getting to the quarterback. And I think that edge spot is the one that they would like to find some finality. They would like to find a couple guys that stand up and take that job. Tap is the one that's got the uber athleticism and can do some really freaky things on the field when put in the right place. Finkley is the the young, mature guy that, that that's got a great frame and, and a great burst. And then you got Baron Sorrell that's actually put put this put on the mileage. Well, plays obviously on the other side of Finkley, but has put on the mileage. And so you got a lot of guys doing a lot of different little things. And I think PK and those guys are just trying to find the best mixture right now. And then spring, that's exactly when you're supposed to find those. That's that that's this is the time to kind of play around with some of your parts and find out where some of those guys fit the best. And and Finkley might be the guy that kind of takes stands up and takes that that job in that role. Either way, it's going to be the guy during the season, Joe, that gets to the quarterback. Whoever finds whoever is that guy, that becomes his position. And that's going to be that's such a disruptor in the game this this day and age that you want to find somebody from that defensive end. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. From the other side of the field, that's that's that edge spot is going to be a spot that, that they're going to have to find consistency from in 2023 if they want to have success. Yeah, <clears throat> you mentioned the the offensive line and cross training. I know we've kind of talked about this before, how we're pretty we know what we're going to have probably at the uh, offensive tackle spots. And then at least at right now, arguably at center. So it seems like the big competitions are going on at guard and there's some guys who are cross training, including Cam Williams in, in a, a little bit, and uh, Nede Omeo-Zulu, who we maybe anticipated was going to be a tackle once he showed up on campus. He's getting some reps at guard, competing with DJ Campbell, uh, competing with Hayden Connor and and others at one of those interior spots. Well, also, Nede's also playing that jumbo tackle spot, tight end type spot that Andre Karich was playing over the last year, and, and that's given him some flexibility. That's given him some some extra reps. Um, and also understand, you know, Hayden Connor's doing the same thing. He's playing a, not so much the jumble, but he's playing also playing guard and tackle. You know, it, it it's one of those things where they're, they're trying to find the best eight guys. And Cole Hudson's out for the spring for most of the spring. So that's they're, they're trying to find depth behind him. And I think they really want DJ Campbell to, to jump up and grab that right guard spot. I really do, Joe. Uh, what, what they do with that remains to be seen. But th- that's the beauty of, of these of, of, of these young guys is that they're not so rigid that they have to play one spot. They understand that this is a family and that this is a kind of fill in the blank type place. And and those those linemen, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna find their role. And if that means Cam Williams is the backup right tackle but also plays some right guard, that so be it. If that means Hayden Connor has to snap the ball a little bit this year, so be it. 
Um, that's the beauty of Kyle Flood's guys. I love what what Bennett Warren said after the after the Texas cookout, the second junior day last weekend, when they asked him, you know, what was your impression of, of football practice? Uh, the the Fort Bend Christian three star basically said, you know, I, I never feel small, and I felt small out there. Those are big guys. They've they've really built along the lines of of large humans. And the fact that they're versatile, the fact that they're open to, to, to trying new positions just to get the best five on the field, I think is probably the best indicator of success for Flood so far. Yeah, and even one quick recruiting tidbit, even Bennett Warren's father was pretty impressed at how Kyle Flood was was operating during the course of uh, that practice they got to see. But, you know, I'm excited. We're, we're not too far from, from the spring game. Uh, of course, today, Thursday's practice, and then um, probably, what, six more, I think, after that, or five more, and then the actual spring game. So we're we're approaching the end of spring football practice. Uh, but one thing that's going on, another thing that spring brings is the Texas Relays. Uh, that's going on this weekend. Started yesterday, more with the college and the, I think, the, the open division, I think is how they refer to it as. Um, Texas, Texas A&M, obviously a ton of different uh, schools from around the country are sending guys to Austin to, to compete and girls to compete in the Clyde Littlefield Texas Relays. But uh, we have some attention on the high schoolers who are going to be heading to Austin uh, over the course of the weekend. And that includes, at least for sure, a, a Texas early enrollee, or excuse me, a Texas signee um, in Jelani McDonald, who will be doing a lot of different events for the uh, Waco Conley. I think they're the cadets. Cadets. Um, it just shows how much athleticism he has that he's doing the triple jump, the four by two and the four by four. And it's going to be another really intriguing addition to that linebacker room. Most likely whenever he shows up in the summer, you know, Jelani, <laughs> the fun story about Jelani is how much people really kind of overlooked him for the first couple of years of his recruitment. And then, of course, his senior year, he, he kind of burst on the scene. He had he added some nice, bigger offers. He winds up flipping from Oklahoma State to Texas. And then you go watch him play basketball, and he's an all-Central Texas first-teamer. He's incredible. Then you watch him run track, and he's doing things on the track, in the field. This kid does not stop surprising us. And, and that's the fun thing about the Texas Relays is getting to see these guys compete in, 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 in track and, and getting to see them do it in a different realm in a different area. Um, I'm a big fan of Jelani. He's such a good kid. I have no idea what position he's going to play at Texas. Understandably, he's, he's talked to Choate, and so linebacker appears like it'll that'll be his first stop. But he could be a safety. He could be a, a lot of different things. And I think that versatility, he's so alluring. I think that's why you see him doing things that he's doing. And so I like the fact that Warren Roberson's going to be there as well, the Red Oak alternate. He's also he's a signing. Uh, he'll be playing safety and some nickel at Texas in June. And he's another guy. Red Oak's got a lot of good athletes. And so it's fun that you got two signings there. And then, man, you got a, a list of, of prospects, mostly from the 2024 cycle that Texas is prioritized from Micah Hudson, the Kobe Black, Corey and Gibson. I mean, there's a lot of names. And, and that to me is the best part. I mean, you get to see these guys competing in a different arena. And that's what the relays is so much fun. Um, I, I'm, I'm eager to see it. I can't wait to be there in the morning. Now, you mentioned a few guys, like you said, Terry Boosie, Kobe Black, but Bussy. Bussy, sorry. The, sorry. Uh, His but, family watches this. 
I, oh, I'm, that's my fault then. Um, but the the big names that are going to be heading to Austin, at least as it pertains to recruiting, and again, just to, to be clear, um, I think the NCAA rule is you can only visit campus um, and visit football facilities on a day you're not competing. Uh, some, I think it's something like that. So just because these guys are yeah, just because they're competing at Texas Relays doesn't mean that they can just go walk across the street whenever they want. They have to wait until they're not competing. But the uh, the big names, at least for for Texas recruiting interests, are at the wide receiver position who are just going to be on campus. And I, Justin, I'm kind of curious about what you think about this in that, yeah, they can't really go to campus or go to the facility sometimes. Not everybody decides to cross the street. But they're still checking. I don't. I'm trying to be careful with my words, but I don't know if I need to. They're still in Austin. They're still in the University of Texas ecosystem. They're still seeing some of the things at Texas, and I kind of wonder maybe if that's somewhat of a built-in advantage that uh, the Texas Relays offers, where even if they don't go meet with the coaches or anything like that, you know, they'll they'll walk around. I mean, the warm-up facility is DKR. When the, before they go across the street to Mike A. Meyer Stadium. And, yeah, maybe they're not touring the locker rooms and seeing uh, different sorts of uh, uniforms and taking pictures and meeting with coaches, but they're in Austin and they're they're on the UT campus. So I, I wonder what you think, uh, if there's any sort of help or boost by that, uh, hope by Texas having this event annually, and not maybe as it pertains to Wesco or Hudson or anything like that, but just for recruits in general before we talk about those guys. Absolutely, I think it's an advantage. Because even if it doesn't get reported, there's going to be a few players that are going to make their way over to the facility. They're going to go over there and they're going to say hi to Sark. It's just the way it is. It's human nature. Um, but there are the rules and, and, and there are guidelines. I'll say this. Uh, yeah, it's an advantage. But also last year, I remember a story of, of Texas players going and seeing Brennan Thompson run before he ran to give him, you know, to, to, to give him a boost, to, to give him, you know, some enthusiasm and things like that, you know, give him some good luck. Um, there's so many different ways. And, and I think that's, it's not just, it's not just kids competing going over to see football coaches. It's also players talking to players. These guys yeah. know each other. They, they compete against each other. They're around each other. They're very familiar and so you'll see that again. You'll see some Texas players coming in and out watching this competition. I remember Xavier Worthy was at the event for three days last year watching people compete. And so there's a lot of crossover opportunities there. Would Micah Hudson walk over and say hi to Xavier Worthy? I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, that's pretty natural. That that they're, Like you said, it's in their ecosystem. And so it, it would only make sense to, to kind of say hi and things of that sort. But they do want to try to keep it by the rules. And and I, I think it does give Texas a small advantage, but not like you would think. I don't think it gives the Horns like a ginormous help. It's just very convenient. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. That they're, that they're that close and they're around. And don't forget, when they're competing on Saturday, Texas is also going to be scrimmaging. And so there, there'll be times where they can't really see each other. I think during break if I'm not mistaken. And so there wasn't as many. No, 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 it wasn't. It it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was the year before. Um, And so, you know, there's that factor as well. But I I think it's more just convenience over anything. And and I think it helps 
Texas coaches because they, they may want to sneak a peek at what these guys look like. I know they're not supposed to, but guys go over to watch the Texas relays. It's something that a lot of people show up to. It's, it's, it's a great competition. And I think it's a matter of convenience when it comes down to, to the recruits. Makes sense. What about, you know, <clears throat> let's go into those right wide receivers with Wesco and Hudson. Of course, Hudson uh, wasn't able to, to head to town, uh, at least to Austin, uh, last week for the junior day, but that's still a player that, you know, we saw our Eric Naline put in a recruiting prediction machine pick for the Longhorns to eventually land him. Uh, and, you know, obviously as the top or number two receiver, a five-star top five recruit in the country, everybody's going to be after Micah Hudson. But, uh, you know, do, do you think that uh, Texas will be, you know, that ecosystem factor will help out a little bit? And then what what's kind of the latest with, with Micah, I know he's someone that uh, you have a lot of good intel on. With Micah, I think Texas is in a great spot. I think this weekend will be good just that for the, for him to be around Austin again, not so much going into seeing players and coaches. Um, with Hudson, it's going to be a marathon. It's going to be the going the distance because this is going to be a long recruitment. This is going to end sometime in December. Um, just understand – Texas is squarely in it. They're, they're definitely one of the better – Definitely, it's probably Texas versus the field if you wanted to break it down in odds. But don't sleep on Texas Tech. They are going all hands on deck, recruiting this guy as much as humanly possible. They are pushing more than any other program by a large margin. Uh, they, they want this guy to be like their first big, big-name guy – for Joey McGuire's class to come in. And so they're treating him as such and, and don't take them for granted. Listen, A&M's in the mix. He's popped his head into college station a few times. Ohio state's probably going to get a visit, but Texas and Texas tech are the schools that he talks about the most. And, and those are the schools that, you know, you need to kind of pay the most attention to. I do. I still think it is Texas versus the field right now, but it's only beginning. I asked him about Chris Jackson, the new wide receiver coach. And, and the thing that Micah kept saying was he's a great communicator. He's great at talking about things, not just football, but life. And I think that's going to manifest itself into uh, into putting the Longhorns there to, to the very end. I think Arch Manning is a little bit of a factor in this recruitment because Micah is very cognizant of who's going to be throwing him the football at the next level. What offense, the role he's going to have in the system. And so I think what Texas does on the field this year is going to be as big an indicator as anything about where Hudson goes. But the fact that he'll be back in Austin, it, it, that's always a good thing because he'll get in that ecosystem. He'll be in that environment. He'll be around those guys. And what we've seen this year after year, you know, Darren Gallette comes and runs at the Texas, Texas Relays. A week later, he's attending practice by himself. And, and then all of a sudden that recruitment started to change. It can happen for a number of guys. And I think my, Micah Hudson's in that, in, that, in that category. If you just continue to, to push and push and, 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 and build that relationship with his mother and with the Lake Belton staff and their family, that, that's when you're going to see the results there. But it's still so early. I, I, I love where Texas stands, but, man, they're, I mean, you got the nation coming after this kid, and so it's going to be a battle to the end. Yeah, without a doubt, he and both uh, both Hudson and his late late Belton teammate. There we go, uh, Selman Bridges to the high priority recruits for the Longhorns. So uh, should be a big weekend uh, to just track track 
it's a lot of fun. I like doing this. I'm, you know, we, we, we're not the biggest track website, obviously there is an inside Texas track. I've come to learn another organization, but it's fun to get some athletic testing numbers. And then, you know, when you have situations like Brennan Thompson last year, and even this year, I think he'll be running in the college portion. Uh, it's, it's pretty fun to watch and, you know, uh, dip your toe into the running in circles water uh, every, every one, you know, every year around this time. So should be fun. Justin, I think that's uh, about all for us. Uh, we're about to, you know, in about an hour, uh, we will hear from Coach Sark over Zoom. Uh, so make sure you head to Inside Texas for that, not just for info there, but for uh, all the different things we have going on at Inside Texas. $29.99 will get you access all the way up until August 31st. Uh, so again, the rest of spring football, official visits and visits for 2024 and 2025, guys, summer workouts, uh, just so many different things going on. Preseason camp, make sure Baseball, you check it out. 15 and straight. 15 straight, win over AM, heading to uh, Oklahoma State this weekend for another big, big 12 series. So come check it out on Inside Texas. Thank you to our producer, Matthew Hutchinson, and make sure you like this video, subscribe to this channel. And we will see you next time on On Texas Football. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again and hook them.